0: Off today. He is. And I want to thank our pastors for giving us such a lavish conference this week. Was it amazing? It was amazing.
1: All right. Well, whoa. We welcome everybody online as well. Today, can we just do that right now? Welcome all a hundred nations, y'all. A hundred nations welcome you know what Jesus said he said ask you shall receive seek you'll find knock and it shall be open God rewards reachers so how many today is ready let's just do something totally off totally off alright get up on your tiptoes Lift those hands and declare, Lord, we're reaching today for everything. Come on. For everything that you have for us in this time and in this space. And we declare today that you reward every reacher. Now, here's the deal. We know we can't quite get him with our fingers. But I tell you what we can get him with. We can get him with our worship. So, come on. Let's worship this jazz comes and leads us. Come on. Come on and put your hands together for Jesus. Are you ready to worship?
2: Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you all.
3: I was lost in shame Could not get past my blame until he called my name I'm so glad he changed me Darkness held me down But Jesus pulled me I'm no longer... Yeah. Yes. Ça Jesus, come on, do you feel him in this place? Hallelujah. Lift your voices, he's worthy, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, you're worthy, you're worthy,
2: you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. Hallelujah. We bless the
3: Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, God is here. God is here, amen. You may be seated. Welcome our Regeneration Nashville Choir.
4: Man, that was powerful. That was so good, man. I, I've been anticipating this day all week. I, uh, I, had a, I, I got what you called voluntold. I was voluntold to, to work the women's uh, event this weekend and the women's conference. And I was so glad that I got voluntold because the Holy Spirit showed up and saturated this place. Man, it, it was powerful. Raise your hand if you were, were at the women's conference. Amen. That's more men than I expected. I, um... I've, I've just been been praying a little bit this week, and I don't have a word to share, but I just, you know, I felt like God laid some scriptures on my heart, and so I'll, I'll, I'll share, them, share them with you. And so uh, the first scripture that the Lord brought to my heart this week was Isaiah 43, uh, starting in verse 18. And it says, do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to things of old. Look, I am about to do something new. Even now, it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. You know, I feel like so many times we look back at the destruction that the enemy has wrought in our life and God is saying quit looking back and look forward at this new thing that is upon you, this new thing that I am doing. And then the Lord brought this scripture to my mind and it is 1 Peter chapter 5 starting in verse 10 and it says, now the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus will personally restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little. We have suffered a little. The dominion belongs to him forever. Amen. And I man I can't get that out of my spirit I tell you I feel like God has put a praise in my spirit and I just go to the Lord and I begin to say Jesus I thank you that you personally restore establish strengthen and support Oh, I, 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 dad preached last week he said you know the season uh, of sowing is a season of weeping you take your bag of seed and you're walking as you're sowing the seed you're watering it with your tears but in the season of we, uh, of reaping is when the season of weeping ends and I feel like you know uh, get some praise you got to go to God and, uh, and exchange your garments of weeping and God will give you the garments of praise and you just be go, begin to go in his presence and say thank you Jesus I praise you Jesus that you've restored me that you've established me that you've supported me and you pray it over your marriage and you pray it over your businesses and you pray it over your children and you'll watch as the harvest begins to come in amen amen God's so good our best days are ahead of us the days of weeping are behind us the best is ahead amen thank you Jesus God's so good he's faithful isn't he amen you want to stand to your feet, we'll, we'll say our offering declaration together this afternoon. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking Me because God loves to see me prosper. I am believing Him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. Ushers, you may serve the people.
5: In the meantime, we're about to have a move of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is about to rock your world, sister. You're going to come in one way and go out another. Are you ready for
2: that?
0: we don't have to clean ourselves up before we come to Jesus for Him to call us marvelous.
6: God is not looking for you to be popular.
7: He is looking for you to be influential. And influential women
6: are women of marvelous power.
3: The remnant and the wheat and the and the, the chaff being, you know, separated. And uh, the body of Christ, the true body of Christ, is standing up. And I want to be a part of that. Don't you? Yeah. yeah.
0: God that launches us to the eastern sky splitting and the Lord himself descending from heaven with a shout. Come on, do you believe that we can see a move of God that would bring the second coming of Jesus? Anything is possible. Do you see
2: what I
8: today there is the favor of God upon women in this hour and when the enemy tries to come in and say no this is a man's world I got news hallelujah the church is identified as a woman and God's anointing is on the women and if there ever was an hour that we need women to rise to
1: the occasion loose hallelujah the roar of the line of Judah that's in your spirit and when the devil says be quiet turn around and tell him you be silent because god has birthed and released an anointing upon us
5: lady come to me right before church. She said, something happened in that fire tunnel. She said, I still feel something hot in my belly from going through that fire tunnel. I believe that. I believe that yokes were, were broken and destroyed in that fire tunnel. What a magnificent week uh, weekend that we had. First of all, we had lots of folks. I've had, I, I had Several people come up and say, oh, you just put on such a great conference. I got to tell you, I can't take any of the credit. A lot of people working very, very hard to make this happen. I want to acknowledge our volunteers for the Marvelous Woman Conference. Would all of our volunteers stand up and let, let us thank you for your hard work. If you are on the praise team, if you were a usher, a musician, security, Thank you so much. I also want to give a shout out to some marvelous men, because some marvelous men really made this thing happen. They they just stayed here and served and kept this thing, uh, kept us ladies. Where's Chuck Hobbs? I, he was he was in charge of the back 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 there. I want our marvelous men to stand up that came and volunteered. All the marvelous, you stand up, Rusty. Yeah, yeah, stand up, Chuck. Yeah, all of our marvelous men. Thank you thank you Brother Warren so I uh, I want to just find out where some folks are from but first of all so one of my pet peeves is people reading on their phone on the and look here I am I got my phone so uh, but I'm gonna read it to you anyway because I, I think you'll like this uh, so Dublin Ireland just chimed in and said, Greetings from Dublin, Ireland. A few more places. Shalom from Germany. Watching right now. Toronto, Ontario. Panama City, Florida. That's a foreign country. <laughs> South Dakota, Springfield, Springfield, Oregon, Fresno, California. Uh, Mount Washington. Is that all running together? Mount Washington, Kentucky. Is that a place? Right, okay. South Carolina, Michigan, Lavelle, Maryland, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Minnesota, Maryland, Barcelona, Madrid, England, UK, Missouri, Idaho, Romania, Maine, Montana, New Brunswick, Canada, Massachusetts, Arkansas, Vermont, just to name a few. So we just want to welcome our online family. Amen. We want to welcome you. And we just pray that the Holy Spirit, that you can feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in this room. And we embrace you from Nashville, Tennessee, and we want you to know how much we love you and how important you are to us. But we got some folk here. I met some folks from from Bardstown, Kentucky, and actually she brought... 17 women to the conference so I want Kentucky to stand let us Bardsville uh, Bardstown Bardsville Bardstown, and all of Kentucky would you stand Let us welcome Kentucky. Amen welcome God bless you. Uh, okay so I met some folks from Longview Texas that are here let's let's acknowledge all of Texas if you're from Texas in this room would you stand and let us welcome you to Nashville Amen. Amen, God bless you. Amen, thank you. So after that, I don't know. Where are you from? Y'all all from here.
7: Minnesota, stand up, Minnesota. Let us welcome Minnesota. We're happy you're here.
5: Okay, did I hear California? Oklahoma, stand up, Oklahoma. We're happy you're here. All right, who
8: else?
5: California, stand up, California. We honor you. We're we're glad you're here. God bless you. All right, who else do we have? Colorado, my Colorado folk, right here. Stand up. I'm I'm happy you're here. God bless you. I want to I want to just keep standing for a second. This precious family right here. They came to the marvelous woman conference, and. When I met them, they said, we want you to know that when your son was intubated, our mom was intubated the same day, and we walked your journey with you as, as a family, and we stood with you and prayed. And I just want to tell you how much we love you, and we are honored to have you here in Nashville to be a part of the Regeneration Nashville family. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of our family. Uh, okay, who else? Michigan, stand up. Michigan, we're glad you're here. Yes, Michigan down here. Did y'all come with them? No, y'all don't know them. I'm glad y'all are here. Anybody else? Seattle, stand up, Seattle. We're glad you're here. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Say again up there. Ohio. Welcome, Ohio. We're glad you're here. Welcome to Nashville. Anybody else? What? Wisconsin. Stand up, Wisconsin. We love you. So happy you're here. I heard somebody over here. Marilyn, stand up, Marilyn. Let us welcome you. Honored to have you. We'll make Nashvillians out of you if you're not careful. Yeah. So, okay. So, anybody else? Buffalo, New York. Stand up, Buffalo. Glad you're here. Welcome to Nashville. So you said which? Virginia. Stand up, Virginia. Let us welcome you. Anybody else? North Carolina. Stand up, North Carolina. Where are you? All right. Glad to have you. Anybody else? Georgia. Stand up, Georgia. Georgia. God bless you. Honored to have you. Amen. Anybody else? All right, I got something real fun. I got something real fun. I'm going to tell you. But first, I'm going to tell you something else. Uh, We took up a bridge offering on Friday morning for the homeless and the poor, and we raised $13,253. Thank you. Thank you for catching the vision. Thank you for that. Hey, you know what? We got some Omaha, Nebraska folk. Where are you from? Stand up. Stand up. Let us welcome Omaha, Nebraska. They're the ones I told you. They're from Brother uh, Hank Kooneman's church up there. But we claim them too, so now they're by Churchill. We like that. We love you. We, we love you so much. So uh, what I was going to tell you is, is that we have a lady here in this congregation today. Bless you. <laughs> Height, brother. Uh, okay, uh, so I'm going to read this to you. This lady was on uh, the Mike Huckabee show last night, I believe. She worked for the... T- Telephone company for 22 years before she joined the Edwin Hawkins Singers. The group was the first number one gospel crossover. I'm not reading well. The group that had the first number one gospel crossover hit, Oh Happy Day. Do you remember? Oh Happy Day. Oh Happy Day. Oh, happy day, oh, happy day, since Jesus why since Jesus why where are my background? My sins all away, oh, happy day, I want Lily Knowles to stand, and let's welcome Lily Knowles. Is that, oh my goodness, we love you, we honor you. My goodness, how I wish you could sing that song today. Oh my, we love this lady, and uh, she was also one of the veteran Gaither Homecoming Friends voices, and she has many Dove Awards to her credit, and we love you, Lily Knowles. Isn't that great? You just never know what glorious person God is going to send our way. And we honor you today. Well, I don't know really where to go from here. I reckon I ought to introduce my husband. Do y'all like him pretty good? Go ahead. All right. Make him welcome. Why don't we stand to our feet and give the Lord a hand of praise? Just give the Lord the greatest hand clap of the day. Would you do that? Come on, give it up for Jesus. Why don't you give him a shout
7: with the voice of triumph? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God.
8: Amen. God bless you. Be seated. It was a great ladies' conference. And uh, yesterday morning, you'll never hear any better preaching, man or woman, than what you heard yesterday morning with... uh, Karen Wheaton. What a <clears throat> wonderful woman of the Lord. And of course, uh, just a great, great service as the Spirit of the Lord was there in such a powerful way.
2: <clears throat>
8: I did not realize at the beginning when God began to give me this thought that this was going to be a prophetic message, but as uh, <clears throat> this message began to evolve in my spirit, I realized that God was beginning to show me some things that are getting ready to take place. So we're going to have a real prophetic flavor to the word of the Lord today. It will be an encouragement to you. So I want you to, uh, I want you just to raise your hand. I'm not going to make you stand, but I want you to ask, put a pull on the prophetic. God, I ask you to open our understanding in every nation that this word goes forth today. Lord, that you would begin to release an understanding to the word of the Lord and an encouragement. Hallelujah. God, that strength would begin to be poured into thy people. That the spirit of heaviness, God, would be ripped up and that the garment of praise would envelop us in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so uh, it's always very difficult with the prophetic to really know where to start. So we're just going to jump into the Bible with some of the verses that I felt God begin to speak to me. And we're going to kind of take a journey here, but I need to set this. I need to begin to set the foundation. So I want to start reading... um, Let's go to Matthew chapter 26, and then we will turn over to Luke chapter 4. Matthew chapter 26. And uh, let's... Let's start reading with... uh, Now let's go back. I'm too far ahead of myself here. Let's go, I think it's Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 3. Let's start reading with verse 16. And Jesus when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. This is a type of resurrection right here. Because we know baptism is a type of death, right? And so when Jesus was buried, he didn't stay buried. But he went, he was resurrected in the spirit. He went straightway out of the water and lo, the heavens... Were open unto him. Whenever resurrection takes place, heaven opens. They're tied. They're synonymous with each other. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove, lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased." Now over to chapter four of Luke. Having some problem in my throat, I'm sorry. Luke chapter 4. This takes place right after baptism. Verse 18: the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance or freedom to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus was unknown till God uncovers him. He is unveiled in a time in his life when he has just fulfilled a spiritual principle that flesh has died and spirit has been resurrected. It is at that moment that Jesus symbolically fulfills the death of the natural man and resurrects the spirit man that God says, now I can uncover you. I can unveil you. And when he unveils him, he does it in a way that cannot be misinterpreted. The Bible says he tore open the heavens. The Father did. Tore open the heavens. Reached out over the balcony and said, hey, everyone. This is my boy. He makes me happy. I am well pleased with him. Hallelujah. Later on in the Mount of Transfiguration, he said, hear ye him. It is at that moment that God the Father adds another layer to Christ called anointing. And when he anoints him, Jesus understands the purpose of anointing. He had to be anointed because he was headed into ministry. Ministry, and Jesus defines it here in Luke, It's never about the minister. Modern church has reversed it until everything's about the preacher and not about the people. Yeah, right. Especially in this day, it's more about what can the sheep do for me yeah, right. instead of what can I do for the sheep. Yeah. Whenever you have that attitude, you are a hireling and not a shepherd. Because the Bible says a true shepherd is willing to lay down his life for the sheep. That means sometimes a minister has to suffer that the righteous or the sheep can be healed. It is not my intention to shear the sheep. It is my intention to heal the sheep and to feed the sheep. And so when the Lord anointed him, he anointed him for ministry. And Jesus said, it's to heal the sick. It's to heal the brokenhearted, it's to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach freedom unto the captives, to open the eyes of the blind. A real minister, hallelujah, will bring freedom with them. They will bring deliverance with them when they begin to be the channel of the Holy Ghost. What is it? It's anointing. Isaiah said anointing breaks the yoke. What does it do? It protects. And so Jesus, he receives this anointing in his life. It is an enablement. You will never be able to do anything in the spirit without anointing. Good thoughts are not anointing. Good singing is not anointing. I've heard some mediocre singers that were anointed and they brought the place to their feet. And then I've heard technical singers that you just sit there and think, it's a nice sound, but it doesn't do anything to me. Anointing gets past the head and gets in the heart. Like the old saints sometimes, somebody start preaching under the Holy Ghost or singing the anointing hitting and some old saint go, oh! But then the Bible say the word is like a sword, hallelujah. And every once in a while, the anointing will take the sword and it'll stick you and you go, oh, what is that? That's the anointing of God that gets a hold of you by the Spirit.
1: One writer said, it's like a fire shut up within my bones. There is an anointing in the atmosphere that God is loosing in our nation to set the captives free.
8: So this initial anointing for Jesus was about ministry. You cannot call yourself to ministry. I've heard so many guys that call themselves. They're miserable and we're miserable. Listen to them. We have too many motivational speakers standing in pulpits that should be in business suits in an office. Just because you can speak publicly doesn't make you a preacher. Hallelujah. It takes anointing. And the Bible says in the Old Testament, anointing could never be put on flesh at the penalty of death. So Jesus spends three and a half years... Operating in the strength of this anointing. Because of it, the ministry that he had that was anointed brought great division in Israel. His ministry riled demons, his ministry also affected the hypocrites. Hypocrites can never sit in an anointed church. I read the scripture says, and when Jesus went into the synagogue, there was a man there possessed with an unclean spirit, and he cried out. And I wondered, how long did that guy go to church before he ever had to cry out? With Jesus, he riled the Pharisees to the point that they said, we're going to kill it. Whenever God starts moving in a nation or in a city or in an individual that's going to change the course of evil, there will be a death warrant issued out of hell over it because the devil will try to kill you. Within three months, at the age of 17, when I entered the call to preach, I got hit by a Greyhound bus as a pedestrian, me and another man, broke my back, went underneath the bus in the front tires, and before the back ones could get me at a speed of 40 miles an hour, they said something that I shot back out the same way that I went in. The other guy, the bus killed him. But it was because I told the Lord that I would preach. That was the first of many encounters that I almost died. Jesus now is going to the end of his ministry. And there is this intense hatred of him that most of the nation, it's the lay people that like Jesus, but it's the guys that hold the offices that don't like him. Parallel to today. I still contend that a, a majority of the United States of America hasn't lost their mind. It's not confused sexually, does not believe in abortion, does not believe that homosexuality is a normal mode of behavior. But whenever the minority is evil and controls the narrative that goes across the airways, they're always going to produce a narrative that is opposite of the word of the Lord. And so we read the scriptures and the Bible says that Jesus goes into the house and and I'm going to read this narrative to you. This is in... Matthew chapter 26. Jesus now has, for some time, he's been raising dead people, healing the sick. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 6, this is not to be confused with the prostitute who came and anointed Jesus with an alabaster box. This is a different anointing. Verse six, this is actually Lazarus' sister, Mary, who does this. Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box, a very precious ointment, and she poured it on his head as he said it meat or as he said it, the meal. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For you have the poor always with you, but me you have not always. For in that she has poured this ointment on my body and she did it for my burial. The first anointing that Jesus had was for ministry. The second anointing that Jesus had was for resurrection. because God knew that hell was coming after Jesus. It is not but a few days later, maybe six days later, that Jesus is crucified, and it looks like it's over. All of us at that time because hardly anybody understood the prophetic declarations that Jesus had made about that I am going to be crucified and on the third day I will rise again. They couldn't wrap their mind around that. All they're seeing is the bloody spectacle of Jesus being tortured and crucified and ripped apart till he is unrecognizable, Isaiah says. And then they take his body and they lay it inside of a stone cave, and they roll a, the Bible says it was a great stone and they sealed him up and it looked like it was over. But can I tell you, just because we're buried doesn't mean we're dead. Because Jesus always understood, I have the power over death. And he interpreted death as just sleep. Walked into the 12-year-old girl who everybody thought was dead, he said, she's not dead, she's asleep. Talked about Lazarus. He's not dead. He's asleep. He, was, uh, he had the understanding that when the anointing of God is inserted into the equation of death, that death is just like being asleep. One moment it looks like it's over, and the next moment you're alive and well. There's no recuperation period. There's no recovery period. It's just one moment it looks like it's over, and the next moment you come out better than ever, stronger than ever, more powerful
1: than ever ever, more blessed than ever, under an open heaven by the power of the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you, we ain't dead yet. Hallelujah. You may have buried us. You may wrote our epitaph, but we are not dead.
8: As the man said, the report of my death has been greatly exaggerated. Because God knew that for Jesus to come out of that grave, there had to be anointing that kept death from triumphing. Because it was through the anointing that Jesus had power over death. And so when the woman came, she anointed Jesus while he looked well. Now, I think it's in maybe Luke, the first chapter. The Bible says this, that early in the morning, on the first day of the week, that Mary, the mother of James, and Mary, I think, Magdalene, came to the tomb with a purpose of anointing Jesus. And when they got there, they had on their way said, who is going to roll away the stone because it is a big stone. We are looking in our nation at not only does it look like that righteousness is dead and buried but there is no way on god's green earth that it's ever going to be reversed there has been a great stone rolled in front of what the enemy has accomplished in this hour But on the other side of that stone, hallelujah, there was somebody that had a second anointing upon them that when death came to triumph, the anointing said, no, he's just asleep, and on the third day, he shall rise again. She poured this ointment on Jesus. It was a fragrance It was a perfume. They rose up that morning to go to the tomb to pour perfume on the body of Jesus so he would not stink. But what they didn't realize was that anointing that had been put on him by that girl was a fragrance that kept death from making Jesus smell in the grave. Because inside of that tomb, now you go back and the Lord's talking now about the hour that we're in. He says right before harvest that there will be angels that will enter In our day, it would be like a tomb of death when morality has died, holiness has died, anointing has died, Pentecost has died, the belief in God has died. It looks like Jesus has been buried. says that when it looks like everything is dead and buried, That before the final harvest, which will be the greatest season of victory for the church, that angels are going to come into a death situation. And they are going to, hallelujah, roll away the stone that said it could not come out of the tomb. What happened? That day, God already fulfilled it. Because the Bible says that Jesus is the first fruit of many brethren. He is the beginning of harvest. So the angels went into the tomb of death that had a great stone in front of it. And they removed the spirit of death the hindrances, and when they removed the spirit of death, the resurrection fragrance of Christ. Can I tell you, when the demons went into that
1: tomb, there was no smell of rotting flesh because David said, thou will not suffer my body to suffer corruption. There was no deterioration. Why? There was an anointing on Jesus before he ever died that was going to bring him back out of the grave. Can I declare
8: today prophetically, we may be in a grave. It may look like it's
1: over, but there is an anointing on the church. We don't stink. I smell Jesus in this building. I smell the Holy Ghost. I smell the presence of God. What is it? There is an angelic visitation getting ready to walk into the earth, and he is going to remove the obstacles that have said no. No, 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 and God's going to say yes, yes, yes.
8: God always anoints when He is ready to release something. God had that woman. Had Mary anoint Jesus because it would be too late to anoint him after he was in the grave. We may not see it, but there was an anointing on the church before COVID ever hit. Say, how you know? Because we couldn't die. We don't stink. I don't smell any death in this house. Why? Because before we ever got put in the grave, God saw the demon of death that had been concocted in China with the help of probably a whole bunch of people in the United States. There's something for an email. Email. And he released an anointing. It was subtle. This anointing on Jesus, the heavens weren't tore open this time. There wasn't no voice out of heaven saying, hey, this is my boy. In three days, he's coming out of the grave. It was contested. It wasn't even recognized by his own disciples. They got ticked off and said, why wasn't this sold for much? given to the poor Lord said don't you understand you ain't going to have me always so we're in this and God has and I have questioned the Lord on this because I I try to be very careful about prophetic but this one's going to put me on the line and even today in prayer I said you better be right because I, I, don't want to, I don't want to give the world an occasion to mock the word of the Lord. But this is what I heard God say yesterday. He spoke this to me. He said, in the next seven days, I'm going to hit a mortal wound to the enemy in the United States of America. And he says, as men have said, March winds and April showers. God said, there is a wind of the Lord getting ready to hit this coming week in the United States of America that is going to astound people. It's going to mortally wound the enemy. (laughs) Hallelujah. And it is setting the stage says the Lord, for the month of April, God says, I'm opening heaven upon the church and upon this nation, and there is going to be a reign of the blessing and the favor of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I asked the Lord, I said, what is this mortal wound? God said, I ain't telling you that. He said, I just need you to tell them, get ready, because in this next week, you're going to see something happen that's going to be reported in the nation, that God is going to begin to do something supernatural by the power of the Holy Ghost. I want to declare to you by the Spirit of God that there is already an anointing on us. This anointing that has been on us was not about ministry. It is about preservation of the church. There is an all-out assault, says the Lord, not just to shut the mouth of the church's time, but to kill her. And there saith God, I am not going to allow the enemy to crucify the church for justice, the first fruit of many brethren, came out of the grave alive and well in a resurrection Not only did he come out, he went in, hallelujah, sin. He came out as righteousness. And there is a release, saith God, of the glory and of the majesty of God that is already on its way out of heaven to the earth. And as I begin to move, saith the Lord, there have been many that say, who will roll away the stone? This is going to be unexpected. It's going to come from an unexpected way. It's not going to be political, saith God. And as I begin to do this, it's going to awaken this nation. And it's going to precipitate, saith the Lord, the last great harvest that men will ever see. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming, says God. So get ready. Hallelujah. It's
1: not over. You ain't dead yet. We may be buried. But there is a resurrection anointing. Get ready to come up out of the grave by the power of God. Yes, hallelujah oh God may it be so uh, by the spirit of the Lord
8: I may not be here next Sunday Some sicknesses are just natural. Some sicknesses are weapons of the devil. COVID was not natural. I'm not debating its authenticity. I'm just simply telling you it was a weapon of the devil to destroy people. So yesterday I was, uh, I was listening to, to Karen preach and she was talking some about <clears throat> Generation Z. I'd never heard the term, but I'm not connected too much on the internet, so some of these things get past me. <clears throat> I mean, I've heard of Generation Y and the Millennials and the Generation X. And <clears throat> so um, she has mentioned Generation Z. And I thought, well, what's the next one be called? <laughs> and you just, Z is the last one. <clears throat> <laughs> so I thought, I'm going to do some research. And to my amazement, there is another generation, they said, started in 2013, and they said it will end in 2025. It's the next coming generation. It's called Alpha. The next generation is Alpha. And when I read it, I thought, my God. So I want to read you something out of Deuteronomy. <clears throat> I want you to go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 1, because I want to show you something in the spirit. I think we'll just start verse 35, surely... There shall not one of these men of this evil generation see the good land, which I swear to give unto your fathers. He's talking about all of those that are going to die in the wilderness because they wouldn't go into Canaan. Said Caleb, the son of Jephna, he shall see it. And to him will I give the land that he hath trodden upon and to his children, because he's wholly followed the Lord. And the Lord was angry with me. Moses is saying this, for your sake saying thou also shall not go in thither because he smote the rock instead of speaking to it verse 38 but Joshua the son of Nun which stands before thee he shall go in thither encourage him for he shall cause Israel to inherit this is the verse I want you to hear moreover your little ones which you said should be a prey and your children which in that day had no knowledge between good and evil they shall go in thither. And unto them will I give it, and they shall possess it. So here's what the Lord told me. He said, all of you that sat in Holy Ghost churches heard some of the best preaching for the last 50 years in the United States of America that wouldn't sell out and commit. That were lukewarm. Said we need to change the way we have church, and we can't be emotional, and we can't talk in tongues, because that generation that's coming up, they won't come to church. So he said, "You're not going in." He said, "What I'm getting ready to release, the inheritance." that I promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He said, you're not going in. But he said, there is another generation that's never been around Pentecost, never been in Holy Ghost Church. Doesn't know what it is to speak in tongues. Never been raised in Sunday school. Has no knowledge of good and evil when it comes to God. He said, that generation is the generation that I'm going to reach to and I'm going to save them and I'm going to fill them with the Holy Ghost
1: and they're not going to be prey, but they're going to go in and they're going to possess the land that you put no value on. Who is that generation? That is the Alpha generation. That is, God is beginning to raise up. Who is it? That's our children. That's our young men, 17, 18 years old. Uh, God said, oh, you deadheads that wouldn't go to church, uh, that were lukewarm, uh, wouldn't pay the price, uh, ashamed of speaking in tongues, wouldn't dance in the Holy Ghost. Uh, He said, you die in the wilderness, but I'm going to an alpha generation uh, that is anointed by the power of God uh, and was uh, raised in. Church, but when they get touched by the Holy Ghost, they're going to be changed by the power of God.
8: I'm going to say it again. We ain't dead yet. we just been buried alive. There is an anointing on the church right now. It's just that we can't see it because we've been inside the grave. But inside of where the enemy placed Jesus, there was a metamorphosis that took place that men, the enemy, could not see. While Caleb or while Caiaphas and Annas and Pilate and Herod and the scribes and the Pharisees in the temple are celebrating the fact that Jesus is in a tomb completely unaware that the Holy Ghost has come down inside of a sealed tomb and begins to create an atmosphere. Hallelujah. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is drawn to fragrance. The Holy Spirit is moving. It moves as it listeth. And as it's moving, it comes by Jerusalem. And all of a sudden, what is that? The Holy Spirit begins to follow the scent, begins to come down, and all of a sudden he's pulled into a garden where there's a great big stone. But see, he can smell it, and he,
1: what is he doing? He is smelling the fragrance of the rose of Sharon. Hallelujah.
8: And he says, and then all of a sudden the obstacle that men said nobody could get
1: through, the Holy Spirit just began to go through the stone, got on the inside. And what's laying there is this beautiful
8: body that men have killed, said it was over, buried him. Oh, can I tell you, it's been greatly exaggerated about the death of the church. It doesn't matter who's fallen, who's backslidden, how many
1: churches that closed, there will always be a remnant, saith the Lord, that you can't bury, you can't put down, but the Spirit of God is smelling. Why is God here right now? He smells Christ in this building. Holy
8: Spirit. The anointing of the Holy Spirit was drawn to the fragrance. Anointing draws anointing. And he could smell, what was he smelling? He was smelling the fragrance of an alabaster ointment
1: that a little woman, hallelujah, who understood death. See, it wasn't just anybody that anointed Jesus that day. But this woman had a memory.
8: I had a brother named Lazarus who stunk
1: who had been dead for four days but when Jesus hallelujah on the other side of the stone walked up and said he's not dead he's asleep and he said Lazarus come forth and Mary watched it when the stone he said roll away the stone and out came in grave clothes her brother and oh when she saw that she understood that if the same spirit uh, that raised Lazarus from the dead uh, dwells in me. Uh, he will also quicken uh, his mortal body. Uh, and the Holy Ghost uh, got a hold uh, of the fragrance of the anointing. Uh, and when it got on Jesus, uh, he began to shake. Uh, he began to move. Uh, not the same body that went down, uh, but this was a resurrected uh, anointing uh, of uh, the glory of God. It uh, got loose in the atmosphere. Oh, man, I feel like I'm coming apart. A resurrection anointing. I'm hearing resurrection in the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ba, 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 ba. Hallelujah. They're the illusion of the Spirit of God.
8: They should have killed us should I allow us while you had a chance you got us to shut down for two or three months then we were shut down for somewhere around third month on the third day yeah. hallelujah <laughs> something began to come up out of the grave now Y'all like me, when I hear good preaching. I just can't sit down. So you can just keep standing if you want. I don't care. But I want to I show you prophetically what's getting ready. Some of you heard me say this, that God, see, he spoke to me, he said that there would be a four-year window where the glory of God would begin to be released. And I've heard the Lord say this several times, that in the year 2025, it would get very dark. What I read on the internet, it said, the alpha generation will end in the year of 2025. This, what we're seeing now, the church that has survived, that's coming out of this dark tomb that the enemy's tried to put us in, is a Joshua and a Caleb. We're the older generation that tasted the fruit, saw the land, and then because of unbelief, we've had to live with a bunch of hard-headed, backslid lukewarm people that did have no faith to step over into Canaan land. And so we've had to have church with them all this time. God said, the first thing that happens is the angels are going to come in. I I wonder about this today. This is just a random thought, but I thought, I wonder if Michael and Lucifer were friends. Because they were both high angels before Lucifer fell. You know, he's leading hot worship, and Michael's standing there going, I wonder if they hung out together. I wonder if they were friends. Maybe that's why Michael didn't rebuke the devil. He said, the Lord rebuked thee. And so, the Spirit of God is is just, he's moving in the atmosphere. Whenever the enemy thinks that he's won, he's stupid. because I already read the book and he doesn't win. So you got all of these guys that are celebrating a presumed victory. That's what's happening in the nation right now. Biden, all of these guys, the shame on Mike Pence. eviscerated Donald Trump, which, look, I know Donald Trump's not some great religious man. I'm not here to tell you that he's a fourth person. I just know that that's who was supposed to be president. I honored Obama when he was president. I honored Clinton when he was president, and like either one of them. But I honored them. And so we have all this presumed victory while they are partying, the Holy Spirit is in this tomb because he couldn't stay away from the fragrance of anointing that Mary, who understood resurrection, had put on Jesus. And so he, Jesus looks dead, but he's only dead in the natural but when you would go in there, you could, oh, it smells so good. So when Mary and Mary came to anoint him, he was already gone because he didn't need a third anointing. Why? Because he's now resurrection life, and resurrection life is eternal anointing. And so while they're celebrating this great victory of murdering an innocent man, the Holy Spirit is in this tomb and he's, he's closing up wounds. Because Jesus his face has holes in it. He's all he's got huge gaping wounds where you can see his ribs. There's dry blood everywhere. His back has just been torn open. He's got a huge hole in his side where a soldier just speared him, and his precious little hands, they're gaping holes, and his feet are all torn. But he's got fragrance. He's got anointing from a woman. No man did this. <clears throat> and the Holy Spirit takes the ointment of resurrection and begins to. And all of a sudden, his face just closes up. And then he touches his side, and that big old wound just shut up, closed, just a scar. The Holy Spirit touches his hands and he gets done. Jesus is totally healed. And he breathes, he looks at him, he bends over and he goes. Phew. At that moment Jesus got his deity back. He's no longer just a man but he has become the word again he's become the word and jesus opens his eyes now i don't have any bible for this so i'm just taking some latitude but any come out of those tomb we bleeding and just a few hours later he said touch my hands see the scars wounds take weeks Jesus opens his eyes and the Holy Spirit says, Welcome home. Took his hand, Jesus sets up. <clears throat> but now he's resurrection. He's not the old man that died. And him and the Holy Spirit just walked through the big stone that had sealed the tomb. Jesus walks through the stone back out into the garden where it all started in genesis some thought he was the gardener he was to some degree he is restoring fellowship back and he says i am he who was dead but i am alive forevermore and i got the keys
1: to death and to hell.
8: And from that moment on, hell never made any attempt to ever touch him again. Why? Because he is now in harvest. He's raising up disciples. Hallelujah. And 50 days later, Where when he died, he couldn't even get one convert. They all forsook him. Fifty days later, the anointed one that has no smell of death on him. Looked at the Holy Spirit. Says, go ahead. And the Holy Spirit flows through a room. And 3,000 people. Overnight. A barren field. Overnight. Came up 3,000. The next few days, another 5,000. What was it? It was a pregnant field that God smiled on. I'm
1: telling you by the Holy Ghost that we are coming in. This year, saith the Lord, is going to be the greatest year that the
8: church has ever seen. Know this, saith God. I am blowing on your nation and I am blowing on other nations saith God,
1: and I have sent the Holy Spirit into the grave. That the enemy said, we got you. And God said, no, there is resurrection anointing that's coming up out of the grave. And never again will we ever be buried, saith God.
8: So you need to prepare yourselves. Your kids are coming back. I'm Indy. It is not a coincidence that God has named this harvest Alpha. Alpha. The last shall become the first and the first shall become the last and this generation the internet says they are the most they will be the wealthiest the most educated and the most socially connected but they are independent and make their own choices they are open to a genuine display of the glory of god don't be ashamed of how we have church. That generation is looking for authenticity. They are looking for people who not only believe in the glory of God, but will display it. Listen, people run in bars and nightclubs and ball games. It's about time that we got rid of our shyness and our embarrassment. Listen, when you feel the Holy Ghost move on you, you can stand to your feet and say, Hallelujah! Oh, I praise you, Lord. I thank you. God has always had a plan. And I have, as, as I'm sure many of the men who move prophetically have asked the Lord God, you said 23 will be a, a pivotal time. Listen. If you go back to Revelations, I think it's chapter eleven. It says the Lord has two witnesses, and that the enemy kills them. Remember that. Right. And they had such disdain for them. Same thing that happened to, I think, is Ezekiel thirty-seven, the Valley of Dry Bones. There was such disdain for those people that were killed, they didn't even bury them. Their bones are just laying out in the open. They have such disdain for these two witnesses that they don't bury them. They should bury them.
2: Because on the third day,
8: the Bible says the Spirit of God entered back into them <clears throat> they opened their eyes and stood on their feet and there's a whole bunch of people terrified <clears throat> hallelujah I know this the enemy's already had his best shot we're still breathing There may be bigger churches in America than ours. There's thousands of them. If there ain't any better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, then where are we prophetically right now? There's a, we're in a tomb, and the Holy Spirit's in there. Cause he can smell the fragrance on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Baba, someday. And right now, the Holy Spirit is closing up wounds. You that have been bleeding for years, Spirit of God, right now, in a dark place, in a lonely place, the Lord's just touching you. <clears throat> when He reads, Out his hand for me. Oh, when he reached out his hand for me, I was lost and undone to God's only Son, till he reached out his hand for me. If you could see in the Spirit of the Lord right now, God is closing up your wounds. There's healing taking place. Hallelujah. Lily, that could be our theme song for what's getting ready to happen. Oh, happy day. When Jesus walked into my tomb and heal my ways. Hallelujah. Listen. Not only is it God healing your wounds, and I want you to get this in your spirit. The church messed up in thinking that we had to change Pentecost to reach this generation. When God said, no, they're the alpha this is the last generation at the end of that generation I don't know what it means when God says it's going to get dark I don't know but I know this while the sun's shining we need to make hay Lily can you think you can sing that song? If you can't, I, I, I'm not. I, I'm not leaning. I just kind of felt it in my spirit. We're real spontaneous here. You want to sing that song? Huh? You don't have to be perfect. <clears throat> she can't sing it right now. I'm not going to force you, baby. But it's a beautiful song. Why don't you stand with me? Don't you love it when God just orchestrates how everything goes? God is an awesome God He is an awesome God He reigns. From heaven, heaven above with winds, winds, storm power and love.
2: Our God, our God is an awesome God. God.
3: Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above, from above with winds,
8: winds storm, storm power and Scenes, but I want my prayer partners to come and then I, I feel this in the spirit if you have alpha generation that you're believing that God's gonna save I want you just to come you don't have to even agree they're prayer partners but I want you to come and fill this front <clears throat> and I want you just to begin to come into agreement with the Holy Spirit that God is quickly going to save that generation that's in your family. Hallelujah. <clears throat> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you want a prayer partner, if you have something you want prayed about, you can come join with one of them. If you just come to the stand in agreement, Here's the other thing that I want you to do. If you need God to heal wounds, the Lord has anointed this service today and the Holy Spirit will touch you as you come down here and God will begin to heal wounds that the enemy has inflicted on you. Hallelujah. That there is strength and there's power in the presence of the lord now god the fragrance of the lord lord let the fragrance of the holy ghost hallelujah 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 hallelujah, lord,
2: hallelujah.
8: Our god
2: is an awesome god our god is an awesome god he
5: Pastor, this is Glenn. He's from here in Tennessee. And due to the COVID vaccine, Glenn has not been able to walk. The pastor's going to pray for you right now. This
8: is Glenn. Amen. Glenn's having a hard time walking. This is a carryover from the COVID. So we're asking God to confirm his word today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, stretch your hands out with me. Let's join this God today. Lord, we curse the weapon that the enemy has wielded against Glenn and Lord we declare the name of the Lord God from this day on that he is healed Lord that he will walk without any difficulty in Jesus name Lord restore what the enemy took away now in the name of the Lord God we call it done Lord we thank you for it Lord we rejoice hallelujah in the power of God in the days to come no more wheelchair Hallelujah God no more wheelchair in Jesus name may the Spirit of God the fragrance of the Holy Ghost hit your joints hit your body that you are healed in Jesus name. Hallelujah God that he will walk again in the name of the Lord God that
1: he will walk again that's it Hallelujah kind of that oh Lord god no pain no pain god that joins hallelujah god It joins the holy ghost the holy ghost Lord, begin to flow through him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, God, mobility. God, the joint of a young man, of a young man. God, that he will be able to dance, leap in the Holy Ghost. That the glory of God, the power of God, the anointing of God. Lord, begin to set him free in Jesus' name by the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, God hallelujah. Is it awesome God he raised from
9: Go!
5: people in this room that are believing for lost children. It's not going to pertain to everybody. I got some, I've i got some relatives that I'm believing for. I pray today the lordship of Jesus over their lives. Some of your kids I prayed for today. Now, let me show you something. Unless I'm directionally off, that is north. Okay? So that would make that south This is east and west. Am I right? North, south, east, west. North. Holy Ghost knows. Holy Ghost knows I don't know. Holy Ghost knows I am directionally challenged. That's all right. But this is north, and I want everybody to turn to the north. And we're going to call in to the, from the north and the south and the east and the west. We're going to turn, and we're going to call in our loved ones. How many of you know the March winds are blowing? And the April showers are on the way. Do you believe that? All right. All right. So this is my north over here. So we're going to turn this way right here, okay? All right. So Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we call to the north. And we
7: call in our loved ones to the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. And we say, devil, take your hands off of our children, off of our family members. Off of this generation in the name of Jesus now turn the other way come on we're gonna turn south father in the name of Jesus Lord we call to the south we call our loved ones in in the name come on church in the name of Jesus we call you in by the power of the Holy Ghost Lord send angels Send angels to them to bring them in. Lord, how can they come unless your spirit draws them? All right, this is my east over here. We call to the east, and we call in our children. We call in our loved ones, and we command demon spirits to give them up. And God, we break every stronghold of hell that tries to hold them back. We call you into the kingdom of God. We claim your soul for Jesus Christ. We declare the Lordship of Jesus Christ over you, and we command you to come in in Jesus' name. All right, to the West, friends. Let's go to the West. In the name of Jesus, we call to the West, and we call you in in Jesus' name. We claim your soul for the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, now we thank you you for the harvest we thank you for the harvest we thank you for the souls we thank you Lord we thank you Lord God for April showers of the Holy
5: Ghost in Jesus name now do you believe that raise your right hand lay it on the hand of the chest of somebody I love dearly now Lord we seal the word of the Lord that has been spoken And Lord, I bind every demonic force that would come to steal the word because the Lord says that the fowls of the air will surely come to steal the word so we bind that thing in the name of Jesus every spirit of darkness and Lord we seal the word deep in our hearts and Lord we water it now with our faith and we say even so come Lord Jesus even so come Lord Jesus and Lord we thank you for the souls of our loved ones and God we brace to see what the Holy Ghost is gonna do in the earth in the next seven days and Lord we say even so come Lord Jesus even so come Lord Jesus Lord we thank you for the harvest we thank you for the in gathering and we thank you that our loved ones will be saved now give the Lord a hand clap of praise we love you Jesus we love you Jesus we love you Lord now I don't think I told you that I love you today, but I love you. I do, I love you. I love doing life with you. Thank you for being a part of my family and allowing me to be a part of your family. These are the glory days, and it's only gonna get better from here. Strap in, strap in. We got a long ways to go. It's gonna be a wonderful trip.
2: Thanks for tuning in For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to KentChristmas.org or RegenerationNashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.